decided to host Alan Grinchpin, founder and CEO of Eco3D, the AWS of 3D content. Uh, I'm really excited to host you. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Yeah. So I got a chance to meet Alan at uh, AWXR, and he presented uh, what uh, they are doing at Eco3D. So Alan, like, if I were to ask, like, a short summary of your product, like, what would that be? Yeah. So Eco3D is a cloud platform for 3D applications, which basically means that we provide tools and network infrastructure for companies and developers who want to build games and AR VR experiences and any metaverse app that you can think of from NFTs to face filters, very similar to if you're building a website and you store images and videos on some remote cloud. With Echo, you store 3D models, animations, and interactive content, and then stream that to game engines and web browsers and mobile devices anywhere on the planet. And as you mentioned, trying to kind of build this kind of AWS for 3D, that go-to backend solution for 3D applications. Amazing. And uh, can you like, uh share what was the story and inspiration behind this idea? Yeah, definitely. So I did my master's in computer science at Columbia University. Um, we basically did an AR for um, kind of medical um, um, surgeries application. But basically, we took CT and MRI scans, converted them into 3D models, and then put them on the Microsoft HoloLens, these amazing smart glasses by Microsoft, that basically allowed the physician to see the patient's heart floating above them during surgery. It was an amazing, amazing use case, and I was able to scrub into almost like 12 surgery. So it was really, really cool. Um, and basically, again, we were basically taking 3D assets and bringing them into an app and Unity that I have built for the Microsoft Hollands. But the problem there was that I had to do something I really hate, and that's waking up super early in the morning. I had to be at the hospital at like 6 a.m., take those 2D scans, convert them to 3D models, put them on those glasses, to kind of redeploy the application. And that's like so much time and effort. And as a developer, I only wanted to do two things. I wanted to manage the assets and I wanted to deliver them to an AR device like those smart glasses. Um, so instead of rebuilding the application, um, I decided there has to be a cloud solution for that. Um, so me and my co-founder started to talk with developers. We saw that they have the same issue, not only in the surgical domain, but also in gaming and advertisement and training, all of these amazing use cases for 3D, AR, and VR. Um, and then we said, we're going to build it we decided to build this kind of cloud solution that is really catered for 3D content and allow people to upload content to the cloud and then swap it um, remotely in all their applications. Great. And like, what has been the most challenging part in building this product? Yeah, I think for us, because we're so kind of use case agnostic um, and also device agnostic and platform agnostic, for us, it was all about making sure that we have all these integrations in place and that we're able to technically build all the software that is able to convert, compress, and process all these 3D assets so they will work seamlessly on Android, iOS, HoloLens, Unity, Unreal, and so on and so forth. And every time, and we see that today, there's new headsets, new applications, we wanna make sure that we integrate with all of them. Um, so we always kind of feel like we're playing catch up to make sure our cloud is kind of connected to everything. Uh, for example, Niantic just released their Lightship SDK you know, day after we already have an integration for that. But that means that our tech team always has to be on top of all these integrations and make sure um, that we have all these kind of software connectors to all these new platforms that are kind of emerging. I see. And recently you got a funding. So congratulations uh, on that. And what is your like piece of advice for entrepreneurs and developers who are in this space? Uh, 
Yeah, um, love it. Yeah, so we raised over $9.5 million um, um, through multiple rounds and through multiple um, kind of um, programs because we went through Techstars. That was the first kind of entrepreneur program that kind of supported Echo and gave us an equity investment. And then we raised from VCs and then corporate VCs. Uh, my advice would best uh, kind of definitely be bottom-up approach, start small, go to accelerators, go to programs, validate your idea, and then scale up as you go. Uh, fundraising is really hard. It has fun in the name, but it's definitely not fun. Um, you constantly need to tell a really good story, and you definitely need to align with investors' interest. At the end, they want a good return, and you need to kind of prove that you can do that. And I think personally, the way you as a founder can, can grow and can understand that model is to go through accelerators like Techstars, Y Combinator, probably have startups, and then um, kind of take money from smaller VCs and bigger VCs and so on and so forth. So I think, again, the best advice would be to start bottom up, start small and start scaling up. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to go a bit uh, deeper into what you guys are building. Um, yeah. If you can elaborate on like the tech stack, uh, the optimizations you're doing uh, to make this experience seamless. Definitely. Um, so every time you can basically register for free on our website, um, once you do that, you get a key, that's your API key, that's your project key that allows you to store 3D models on the cloud. And then what we do, once you upload them to Echo, we convert, we process them, um, we compress them. So every asset um, will have polygon reduced, kind of poly reduced versions of the same asset. We will take those assets and we'll distribute them in different servers all over the world. So if you have users in China, they're gonna get the um, data from a server in China. If you have users in Europe, they're gonna get the data from a server in Europe. If you have users on the West Coast, they're gonna get the data from a, um, from a server on the West Coast. So we do all these kind of cloud optimizations and make sure that every device will get the right file in the right format and from the right location. Um, and you have full control on those kind of optimizations and, and the locations through our console. Um, so you definitely, again, as I mentioned, you can register for free on their website, start a free trial, upload some content. We also have a lot of kind of 3D assets that you can use for free. Um, and then you can kind of start building applications. And I would definitely suggest people to kind of um, look through our documentation because they have a lot of like step-by-step -step guides on how to start, how to deploy applications really quickly on web AR, for example, that doesn't even require you to install anything. Yeah. This is the documentation guide, like very well listed, all the APIs and data key. And uh, so uh, what are like some uh, interesting applications you have seen developers make uh, using Echo 3D? Oh, that's a great question. So, uh, oh, I have like a big list. So let's start with one that does a lot of kind of AR for marketing and advertisements. Um, so you have a big company that are using us for advertising purposes. They upload really large 3D models um, of all, all these brands. For example, you have like the Sonic movie um, and then they want to have like a 3D Sonic animated and add a button like um, buy tickets now or or kind of a logo to go to kind of um, uh, the kind of publisher's website. So you can kind of customize that through the platform. Another cool example is a company that does um, basically like web kind of a VR zoom solution. Um, and that's a really kind of cool novel idea. So they use Echo to store and stream 3D models to virtual workspaces. Or another example is a company that is doing amazing work um, in AR for urban development. They upload really large 3D models that they're getting from architectural firms. Um, they throw in like a large 3D model of a building, let's say 500 me 100 megabytes large. Our system converts it from 500 megabytes to five megabytes and bam, suddenly you can stream that to your phone in just a second. Um, so that's a lot of kind of 
uh, what we do, all these kind of content optimizations. Um, and it's really cool to see that in all these different use cases. As we mentioned, there's the kind of uh, use case for medical, there's the use case for advertising and marketing, there's the use case for um, gaming, um, there's the use case for training, there's the use case for e-commerce. That's something that we're seeing a lot today, um, definitely with the rise of NFTs. Like we haven't kind of expected that like our platform would be used for NFTs, but we're seeing a lot of creators uploading just a 2D image, like a trading card, our system automatically converts that 2D trading card to a 3D sticker. And then bam, you can kind of share that with everyone with WebAR. Um, and we had one client that basically did um, almost like an NFT drop. They did like eight kind of consecutive drops all sold out. And the ones that had augmented reality integrated in them to basically kind of try before you buy were sold out in like 30 minutes. So that's definitely a very unique use case um, under kind of the umbrella of e-commerce basically with 3D. Got it. I see. And like, like, uh, just so that like people know, like the potential of the platform, like it's, it's not like a storage solution. It does a lot of like, uh, optimization of file storage, a lot of functionality with all this, like uh, game engine platforms, AR integration, which makes it very easy onboarding experience for anyone to develop applications on top of it. Exactly, exactly. You got it 100%. So we basically connect between your content that you can store on our cloud, and then the game engine or the kind of the front end renderer that basically shows the 3D assets. Um, so we basically are the connector between these two. I see. And is there any particular thing like in the docs uh, you would like to highlight? Um, our web AR integration and our Unity integrations are pretty popular. Um, the web we want the web AR one in particular because it's so easy to use. You literally just drag and drop assets to Echo, and then automatically um, you're able to view, you know, 3D assets on your phone with no installation needed. Literally pops up from the on a browser. The camera opens up, and you're able to see augmented reality objects um, in your phone. Um, it's really cool. There's an amazing wow factor there that you can basically send a link after you upload a, a file. You can send a link directly to that file. Um, and you can share it with anyone um, and they'll be able to see your creation or the 3D model that you want to share. Um, so again, there's this amazing wow factor. There's amazing kind of shareability. Um, if you haven't tried augmented reality on your phone, you should definitely try that. Um, so go to our documentation, play around with it, share it with your friends. Uh, when I sent, you know, like a 3D model to my parents, that was like such an amazing kind of wow moment. Um, kind of, you see like cross generations are able to kind of play around with augmented reality. So I definitely recommend everyone who, again, hasn't tried it yet just to drag and drop a 3D asset, share it with others, look at it on your phone, um, and just see kind of the power of augmented reality. Um, what's cool about 3D content today is that basically, you know, only limited for imagination. Um, you can build anything from, as we mentioned, like for e-commerce and training and gaming, it's so many different things um, that we're so used to having 2D experiences for, and now 3D is such a big deal and metaverse is such a big deal. Um, so you should definitely kind of lean into that and create applications that are more 3D. Got it. And uh, I'm curious, like, uh, what if someone wants to develop like a data-driven 3D modeling or real-time uh, model change? Uh, is that a possibility? Oh, that's a fantastic question. So like our cloud is like a 3D cloud because we have those integrations for real-time updates. We realize that you as a user, you can't move an image or a video on a website. But you can definitely move a 3D avatar across the game in real time or, or move a couch that you're trying to visualize in a room. And that needs to be updated on the cloud. So in Echo, we have um, WebSockets, basically these kind of notifications almost that are kind of pre-integrated. So if you want to change an asset in real time, 
you click a few buttons on the console and then bam, it changes in real time. So for example, let's say you upload a 3D model of um, some, some avatar and then you want it to suddenly spin or animate, you can click a few buttons, bam, it starts click, it starts animating or spinning everywhere on any device and any platform because we basically broadcast that change to all of the devices that are connected to our cloud. Uh, that's a very, very powerful value proposition that we have for our clients. So you can constantly change your application, constantly change your content. And if you think about it, that is something that is so needed in the world of the metaverse. Um, the reason that we use 2D applications like Twitter or, or Facebook is the fact that every time you come in, content is constantly changing and being edited. Um, and we don't have that in 3D. If you open an AR app, it's going to be exactly the same thing the, the next time you open it. So with Echo, you can basically change content all the time, animate it remotely, um, change the transformation. Um, if you have an app and tomorrow is, I don't know, it's Valentine's Day and you suddenly want to retexture your, your assets to, to be kind of pink or red or something that matches the kind of Valentine's uh, Day theme, you can do that. And then you don't have to rebuild your application. You don't have to recompile it. You just change the assets remotely. And that, again, updates in real time. I see. And like, uh, is it also possible like for to have a like a web hooks? So for example, you have a 3D asset connected to your website, Unity or Unreal game engine. Whenever you make that uh, change, like some kind of a CID, CD pipeline for all of your endpoints are getting updated based on one change. Yep, exactly. So you can register, uh, that's kind of the web sockets that we have implemented. You can register um, for for a change, and then every time something changes, you get automatically that kind of API call in, and you can do whatever you want with the data. Um, that applies to any platform: Unity, Unreal, Web, Android, iOS, you name it. Um, you just have to have that socket kind of, uh, socket open to listen to those changes, as you mentioned, like a webhook, and then that kind of automatically gives you that data, and you can do whatever. And you can also publish data back to the cloud um, and broadcast it automatically, and then leverage that broadcasting system to change things if you have. Um, some user-generated content or a multiplayer game, you can have one user post data, and then that will be broadcast to everyone. And, and as long as you're registered for changes, they'll be able to kind of process those changes as well. I see. And um, like in terms of like uh, caching, you like I I know you mentioned during the talk like depending on the edge devices, you can do like. It automatically does engineering. What's the efficient model size to uh, like call and cache? Yeah, exactly. So it really is platform specific um, and depends on like which SDK we have caching implemented. Um, so we obviously do like server side caching. Basically, we kind of make sure to optimize the delivery from our end, but also on the device, um, specifically in platforms like Unity um, and Unreal, the ones that are kind of big game engines, um, you can decide if you want to cache assets. Kind of locally or re-download them every time and then kind of save on bandwidth. Um, at the end, what we look at is how much kind of API calls, bandwidth, and storage people are using. And we're constantly trying to optimize um, all three. Um, so caching is definitely one to optimize bandwidth and, and kind of uh, usage of that. I see. And uh, can you like address like some people might have concerns about like privacy of their 3D model and like or enterprise level, like separate storage server, or something on, on that lines? 
Yeah, love it. So we implement privacy by design. Um, even our kind of uh, COO, like chief operating officer, he did his um, kind of thesis, like master's thesis specifically on privacy by design SaaS systems. So everything that we have um, is really, really taking security and privacy into consideration. Um, that means when you upload assets to Echo, we anonymize them completely. Um, the data itself, the models and the assets are stored in one um, kind of storage location, but the data is stored in a completely different kind of service. So it's like they're super, super um, separated, which means that if somehow your data is compromised, the assets are not. And if the assets are kind of compromised, the data isn't. Um, we as like even our team internally can't know what your assets are when you upload them, because again, everything is kind of anonymized and stripped down. Um, and that is something, again, that we took really, really um, into consideration while we built Echo to understand that people want their contents to be safe, secure, um, and private. Um, another thing that we have is obviously kind of SSL um, kind of encryption throughout the entire kind of um, kind of any communication that comes in and out of the servers is kind of uh, encrypted with SSL. And also um, kind of you can decide if you want to kind of password protect things or, or if you want to add like a security key to all of your API calls and basically make sure that there's like this kind of private public key paradigm encryption on your um, API calls as well. Um, so everything everything is there and it's all that um, you need to kind of, you know, leverage that those tools basically. I see. Uh, you might have partially an answered this question, like there's one in chat, can we update the model or input some data from mobile? Yeah, so perfect. That ties in exactly to what we kind of discussed earlier. Um, you can definitely have updates for the model, for the data in real time. Um, you can do that through an API call or directly in the console. You can literally swap assets or you can decide that you want to change, you know, um, any metadata. Um, even in the documentation, if you look at the um, data pages or the uh, content pages, you'll be able to see um, places where you can basically edit and, and edit, edit assets and edit data as well. I see. Uh, I'm I'm curious to know, like, what's your vision of future web experiences? How would they look like? Yeah. So I'm obviously a big believer when it comes to 3D, AR, VR, and metaverse. Um, definitely drinking the Kool Aid when it comes to that. <laughs> I think everything will transition into the metaverse in some capacity. Uh, definitely the same way, you know, like 10 years ago, people would ask, "Oh, what do you need a website for?" And now it's obvious. Everyone needs a website if it's a um, you know, it's, if it's a personal blog or an e-commerce website or a marketplace, five years later, we have the same debate on mobile apps. People will ask, what do you need a mobile app for? And now it's obvious you need mobile apps for dating or ride hailing. Um, and now we're at this kind of third iteration from web to mobile to immersive AR, VR, 3D, metaverse um, that basically asks the same questions. And we're seeing today that like AR and 3D and VR are really useful for, as you mentioned, surgery training or things for data visualization or gaming or um, or remote meetings. Um, so all these kind of use cases are emerging for 3D and I'm loving it, obviously. Um, our vision at the end is that Echo will be that, again, that AWS for 3D, that kind of go-to cloud solution for 3D applications anywhere for any use case. And the more time passes, you're seeing more and more use cases. You're seeing big um, kind of companies investing billions in applications and in headsets, um, basically doing really, really cool smart glasses, really, really cool VR visors um, for everyone and all these consumers to kind of use. Um, so it's really such an interesting space. 
Um, you and I were just at AWN. You know, we saw all these amazing kind of companies pushing a lot of AR glasses into the market. If it's Magic Leap or if it's Qualcomm, um, and it's really really exciting to see that you know there's this kind of gold rush um, towards the next iPhone, the next kind of hardware that people consumers will buy, um, and everyone's bet is you know smart glasses. Um, we're seeing hardware like the Oculus Quest Two being sold like hotcakes, like every single holiday season, it's sold out. Every Black Friday is going to be sold out. It's gonna, it's cheaper than a console. So I'm a really big believer that we'll have more and more hardware, um, more and more applications, and more need for cloud solutions like Echo um, to basically connect them all. Um, last thing I'll say is that we're seeing um, the popularity of camera-first applications like Snapchat and TikTok, the one that leverage augmented reality a lot, are so popular at this point. Like people who are younger than you and me are constantly participating in these kind of applications. And hardware manufacturer just adding more and more cameras to the device. I think the Samsung S, the latest Samsung flagship device has like five cameras at this point. So this is really great. Cause that means we're like, you know, people are calling it cameras. I can call it AR and spatial detectors and spatial um, um, sensors. Um, so it's definitely, definitely great. And again, the more advancement in hardware, uh, the better. Got it. Uh one of the challenges I've seen in like uh, the content sharing uh, is like the interoperability. So for 2D, like JPEG was like the common de denominator, like, yeah. but like 3D, we have like GLTF, USDC, OBJ, like, like how are you guys like addressing it or like your vision? So this is definitely a major concern in the world of 3D. Like you mentioned, there's no standard standardization. And there's all these file formats, like iOS only works with USDZ. Um, web works really well with GLTF. Uh, Unity works really well with FBX. But all these file formats are different. So the cool thing about Echo, and that's, again, it goes back to our kind of promise for developers and creators, is that you can upload any of these file formats. It doesn't matter which. And we convert everything to everything. You can upload an OBJ, and you will convert it to GLTF, USDZ, um, uh, STL, anything. Um, and then you don't have to worry about that. And if you want to port your application from Android to iOS or iOS to Unity, it will work automatically because we internally on our cloud already created those different file formats. Uh, so it's definitely something that we understood as a challenge like you mentioned in the world of 3D. And we solved that through our kind of um, conversion, like 3D conversion pipeline. Um, so any file format can be uploaded to Echo and then any file format could be downloaded from Echo. I see. Yeah, like I always wonder, like if, like if someone cannot automate that CI/CD pipeline, you upload one file format, we like convert it for you. Like sometimes, like if the file size is very heavy, like the conversion fails. Uh, like is there like yeah. special sauce you guys are adding, like in that conversion? Yeah, I mean that's our bread and butter. Like making sure that you can have like an API call to upload and download an asset in any format. Um, that's something that our team had to work a lot on, making sure that we have the right machines, the right integrations um, to actually do that. Um, we even have partnership with companies like Intel that we leverage some of their you know, top um, hardware to make sure those conversions work on even like insanely large files. Um, it's, it's really crucial. And because we have those kind of cloud resources, we're able to kind of open them up to the community and allow developers to leverage um, high-end hardware, but at the end, like you mentioned, it's just like one API call and one uh, CI/CD call to basically, you know, get the file that you want, and you don't have to worry about server setup and, and, and processes. We just take care of everything. Got it. And how does Echo 3D looks like in 2030? 
Um, love it. I mean, hopefully we are that cloud platform for 3D application and every application that uses any 3D assets uses Echo um, to manage their content. Um, I see 2030 as the year that, you know, kind of user generated content in 3D will be everywhere that everyone is immersed in the metaverse and you just need more and more cloud resources to support that. And hopefully again, every application uses Echo as their backend for, for those kind of 3D experiences. Um, and again, I, I'm obviously biased, but I think that's a very realistic vision. We saw the same happen in web, we saw the same happen in mobile, and now we're just ushering the same revolution of kind of, um, of content and, and kind of content management into the world of 3D. Um, again, we saw in images and videos that you had to have some kind of data warehousing solution. And now here it comes in Echo as this kind of 3D warehousing solution for 3D content. I see. And uh, is like having like a 3D marketplace or AR social marketplace on your roadmap? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we already have a lot of kind of over 75,000 assets that you can use for free on our platform. And we introduced um, kind of in beta um, a way for people to sell assets on Echo. So um, now we have a few kind of verified resellers that are able to kind of sell assets through our search engine. Um, but in general, if you're a user using Echo at an enterprise level, um, there's literally a button that you can press and become a seller. You connect your ranking account and you can basically expose um, everyone to your assets and allow everyone to kind of search and, and um, buy them. Um, super, super easy. Um, again, I think that's, again, goes back to kind of the vision. We, we expect to have more and more content. We expect people to create their own content more and more. And that's where kind of Echo can definitely help. Got it. Uh... I know we covered a lot, like um, I have a small rapid fire round at the end of the yeah. interview. Uh, is there anything which we didn't cover about Echo 3D and you'd like to share? Um, again, I would just recommend go to our website, which is www.echo3d.co, register for free, start kind of building your first application. It's really easy and a lot of the things that we really wanted to make sure is that you can build an app in you know 15 minutes or less, like super, super easy. Um, so play around with it. It's definitely time to build. Um, right now that everyone's remote and everyone's at home, um, it's definitely the time to build applications and share content everywhere. As I mentioned earlier, like there's this cool wow factor in 3D and AR and VR that you should definitely share with the world and experience and kind of just brainstorm how this new like metaverse concept can affect my industry. If, again, if you're working for e-commerce or training or data visualization, like all these different kind of use cases, start thinking how I can inject 3D content into my industry. And I think that's a really cool kind of uh, exercise, mental exercise, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and for the entrepreneurs out there, I would also say um, talk to as many people as you can. Um, for us, what worked really, really well in the beginning is that we were so susceptible to feedback and we talked to so many people to understand what are the pain points, a lot of the things that you kind of mentioned as issues in the world of 3D, we were able to kind of, you know, see in the beginning and, and hear that from actual developers. Uh, so I think that's really important for the entrepreneurs out there talk to your customers, talk to as many people as you can all the time, because that's the way for you to kind of grow bottom up. Amazing. Uh, so this is couldn't be a better way to like uh, have a summary and end note about Eco3D. So in this uh, rapid fire, you'll just have like 10 seconds and you got to keep your answer very brief. So let's do it. <laughs> uh, which city is in your travel bucket list? Uh, Hawaii, anything in Hawaii. Yeah, is there any book, uh, technical or business, which made a big impact in your life? 
Um, five Temptations of a CEO. Really short, really great book for you kind know, of entrepreneurs. I see. Your role model. Um, my parents. Your favorite movie. Ooh, um, kind of kitschy. Um, Pacific Rim and Ready Player One. I see. Uh, your favorite restaurant. Um, Jacob's Pickles, Upper West Side in New York. Uh, how does a day in your life look like? I just work all the time. For, like the minute I wake up, it's just emails, emails, emails all the time. Your hobbies? Um, I love like you know PlayStation games, just gaming in general. Um, um, movies, I love movies. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently in your life? Um. Going back to the kind of entrepreneurial thing, I think the reason the second time founders are so much more successful because they went through kind of all these challenges and they learned so much. Um, so for me, if I you know restart the company, I would focus on a lot of things that we didn't know or didn't think about in the beginning. Um, if you're building a product, make sure you in, kind of invest in building, kind of inserting analytics and making sure that you know everything about your product. That's really important. I know it was like a long answer for a rapid file, but yeah, let's say analytics uh, in your product is something that I definitely definitely think that you should put in early. I see. And uh, if you have unlimited time and resources, what would you do? Like the first I would thing? sleep so much. I sleeping is actually <laughs> my hobby. It's like my best thing. I never get to exercise it. <laughs> All right. I think this was an amazing interview. A lot of insights about Eco 3D. Love what you guys are doing. And thanks a lot for sharing your work and thoughts. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate the invite. Had so much fun. Uh, and yeah, hopefully this inspired people to build more 3D applications. As I mentioned, again, check out our website at www.echo3d.co uh, and start building. This is definitely, again, the time to build 3D applications. Awesome. Yeah, we have a lot of architects and like urban planners and computational designers in the community. And let's see how they take this. Nice Thank you so much for the invite. Yeah, you yeah. too. Have a good one. Really